Hola, hola, chulas. Hi there. We are experts in intuitive eating for on-again, off-again chronic dieters, and we are here to help you take the guilt and stress out of eating so you can become the first in your family to break the diet cycle, just like we are in our families. We want you to be who you are without food guilt. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, No More Guilt for Melissa and Your Latina Nutritionist for Delina. Are you ready? Let's break the diet cycle. Hey, it's me, Melissa. Before we start, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by No More Guilt with Melissa Landry. What you are about to listen to is not a professional coaching or counseling session. Each episode is a one-time conversation meant for educational purposes. Look, we're dietitians, but we're not your dietitian. Remember that podcasts don't constitute treatment. If you have concerns about your dieting behaviors, seek out guidance from a medical or mental health professional. And if you're looking for the process, support, and focus you need to live life without food guilt, apply for a coaching program from today's sponsor, me. I'm currently enrolling clients into one-to-one programs, group programs, and I recently added a do-it-yourself format, the Ex-Dieter's Guide to No More Guilt. Apply for a program at melissalandrynutrition.com. I'll hope to meet you soon. Hola. Hola, chulas. Hi there. Today we are recording with Bonnie Roney at Diet Culture Rebel. She is one of our internet pals. And I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today, Bonnie. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to actually chat face to face and kind of get to know each other when we've, I feel like I've stalked both of you for a long time on Instagram over the years. So it's nice to actually have a real conversation together. Yes. Internet friends. And we asked you on because we know that you work with clients on intuitive eating and body image and food freedom, just like we do. And at this time of year, a lot of people are looking for something different than the same old dieting stuff. So we thought you would be a great person to come on for our theme today, which is all about how to make it through intuitive eating as a beginner. So how do you feel about that as a topic today? Is it okay to include you in that sphere of conversation? I accept. I will talk about it. (laughs) She's so flexible. Oh my God. What happens if I say no? We would pick it up. Oh my God. I guess we'd have to like come up with something on the fly here. Thank goodness. Which I'm good at. I am good at that. Okay. Well, you don't have to because I'll talk about it. (laughs) Thank goodness. She complies. All right. So. I wanted to get a conversation going about like what we see our clients struggling with coming in some of the main things that get people thinking about not going on a diet again, especially this new year. So for you guys, like what are some of the main things people are telling you that they're struggling with before they start intuitive eating? I think for me, the, the majority of my clients, when they start working with me, it's they've hit the diet bottom, which I know that's talked about in the intuitive eating book. So I'm sure some of the listeners here, if they've read it probably is something you're you've already heard of, but for me, yeah, a lot of my clients are just like at that point of exhaustion where Mm. maybe they, they wish they could still diet, but they just can't like, they know that they can't do it anymore because They've spent the majority of their life trying to diet only to realize that it, it never has worked for them long-term. So it's like, finally, after likely following pages like ours and having some time to sit on it, think about it, learn more about it. They're realizing, Hey, okay, what these dietitians and other intuitive eating professionals are saying, like, I relate to that. I've been dieting 
almost my whole entire life. And while it feels good in the moment, cause I have a little bit of a false sense of control and guidance and a plan to stick to ultimately it's never long-term. So they're just so over it. They're like, I'm desperate. I'll even do mm. intuitive eating. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This wild thing for sure. Yeah. The exhaustion feeling is definitely something you hear about a lot. I also love how you pointed out that feeling of like, oh, I can diet. I know how to diet. Like I could teach others to diet. In fact, some, some of my clients tell me they've done that before to family and friends, but they cannot follow through on that knowledge anymore. It's like their body shut down when they go to diet again. Yeah. It's wild. I mean, I think that so many people who've dieted forever can tell you exactly how many calories and protein grams and fat grams are in all of the foods that they eat. You know, it's like, they're like a walking like encyclopedia or something of all of these. Yeah. Or calorie king. You remember those? Calorie king. This is a, it's not, how big is that book? It's like, you know, the size of your hand, just for just pocket use, you know, for your pocketbook or your back pocket, whatever. And it listed, yeah, yeah. This is something we were given in our dietetics training, you guys, like to, before the interwebs, help people count the damn calories. This is how ingrained this is in the dietetics field and why we are moving away from it. It's silly, just silliness to have that. I surprisingly wasn't given that. And my, that's someone good news. Than us. I, you, you guys always say that, but I'm 29. I feel like I'm not that she's much only younger. five years younger. Okay. It's not that years. much younger. <laughs> Listen, that's your it makes a difference in academics. Yes, I would it a hundred percent. Well, I'm glad they didn't give you the little book. Yeah. Okay. It's horrible. And they made us get the new one. Every time a new chain <laughs> restaurant came out, you have to get <laughs> You had to get the update. So, you know, oh, people man. feel like they're, they're carrying that book around their whole lives. Delina, do. do you have any, any other like additions here? Like what you see people coming in with the exhaustion, the so, too much so knowledge. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think that for like, on my end, there is a lot of definitely the exhaustion part, but like a lot of people don't even know what intuitive eating is to begin with. Like, cause you know, it's not like a thing in our culture, but also like, it's more of just the stigmatizing information that's out there that really makes people kind of like break, want to break up with diets even more. It's not that they, you know, they know that they don't want to do it anymore. They know that they can't do it anymore. But then there's like the added layer of like, damn, I just want to go to quinceañera and then like have a good time, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like enjoy the food. So it's like an added pressure or, you know, not an added pressure, but like, there's an added layer of like, I'm losing myself in this. It's not just like the food. It's not just the dieting itself. It's like, I'm losing a part of my identity also, because Mm -hmm. through dieting, I have to let go of everything that makes me who I am when it comes to my cultural foods. So like, there's just like this added part to it. Yeah. Clients talk about like feeling bored with it too. Like, one one client shared this story once where a friend, a close friend to her was like, this is so boring. Like all you talk about is what diet you're going to go on and what's in foods and whether or not you should or shouldn't do X, Y, Z. And, you know, I think that's reserved for very close friends to say that kind of stuff. But if you step back and look at it, like what's been the narrative of your life the past five, 10, 15 years, if the headlines dieting, like it's okay to change the channel. It's all right. You don't have to do this. I feel bad for your friend. She got called a boring, I mean, not your friend, your <laughs> client. She got called a boring, basic 
<laughs> she, boring she, face did. Bitch. But, she did <laughs> this is but she said people <laughs> but she you know she was in a program so she was like at a point where that was like yeah, yeah. i'm working on it you know so i think that's you're right that it does kind of consume the parts of you that maybe make you unique and awesome and vibrant and yourself and people are tired of that too mm-hmm. i totally agree and it's like it's that weight loss fantasy that keeps you from actually being able to become who you are. You know, mm-hmm. so many people hold on to that and it's like the years go by and they're saying, well, when I lose X pounds then I'll let myself go on the vacation and buy that outfit and pursue whatever career I want and do all these things that are important to me. But then time goes on and on and on and on. And they realize, wait, I haven't done any of this because diets don't work. And then at the end of the day, you know, when you break free of that, it's like, you can actually become who you are. And not have that all masked by diets and just your attempt at shrinking your body. Yeah. So it's a good thing if you're waking up to this and you're saying, I'm bored, I'm tired. Intuitive eating talks a lot about like how emotions can serve as signals and guides. And I think that these are probably good, helpful signals you're having right now that it's time to switch gears. So if you find yourself there, I want to talk a little bit about our tips, some things that we have seen be helpful to beginners like you, or maybe just getting started, or maybe you're ready to kind of go more into intuitive eating if you've already started. So for you, I want to first talk about like common misconceptions. Like what are things that you see folks newer to intuitive eating, maybe getting a little bit off or or not quite understanding about intuitive eating before they start? I think this is a really good question because In my experience, a lot of people pick up on what, what social media kind of portrays as intuitive eating, which is just that unconditional permission piece and eating all these fun foods, which we all know that is absolutely a part of intuitive eating. But when we only acknowledge that piece, we miss out on so many other, the nine other principles of intuitive eating, right. That can help us rebuild trust with our body. So what I see happening a lot is that people will adopt that unconditional permission piece, not have support, just be like, all right, I'm done dieting. I'm going to give myself anything and everything I want. And then they feel out of control and they feel chaotic and they feel like they're having a terrible experience and this isn't going to work for them. And all of these things, it's scary. It can be so incredibly scary. And so I think if this misconception has resonated with you listening to this, I just want you to know that there is so much more to intuitive eating than that. You know, we have the nine other principles about rebuilding trust with your body, getting in touch with your hunger cues, fullness cues, making peace with food, respecting your body, engaging in movement that you enjoy, gentle nutrition. There's so much more to it. It's a self-care eating framework. It combines emotion, instinct, rational thought, because we are human beings. We're not animals running around, right? We have so much that comes into why we make our food choices. Sometimes it's because it actually tastes good on our palate, but maybe there's other reasons why we make food choices because it's the holidays and we have some emotions and comfort tied to food that we've had for our whole entire lives or Maybe we have a certain health condition, which I do recommend working with a dietitian on this. And you have to maybe incorporate certain foods for that. And I also want to add a lot of that is very much confused with diet, with diet culture. There's a lot of misinformation around that, but I would say those are some big things. And also the fear that people think they are letting themselves go. If they pursue intuitive eating, it almost just seems like in our society, it is actually, it does seem like this. It is like this. That we equate 
health to just losing weight. So whenever someone says I'm going to work on getting healthier, it's almost just code for I'm going to try and lose weight. And people just think that that's the only way you can pursue health, but you can make all of these health promoting behavior changes that are a hundred percent a part of intuitive eating. And so you're really not letting yourself go when you do this. It's quite the opposite of that. And the beautiful thing about it is that it not only supports your physical health, which is what most people think of when they think about health and food, but it's also your mental health, like your sanity and the emotions that you have tied around food and your self-worth and your body. So there's definitely a lot of misconceptions around intuitive eating. And I just want everyone to know there's so much more to it than eating whatever the heck you want. And get yourself around people like Bonnie. Hello. You're a pro. <laughs> like this, it just makes me so happy to see practitioners like passionate about what we do because it is scary. And when you're around people who like know what they're doing and they, they have the enthusiasm and they have, they're quick to say, wait a minute, look, look at all these other options you have to explore this. Like it is a game changer to how this process happens. So I just want to thank you for the energy you bring to this body. That's amazing. Oh I just um, want to plug in that <laughs> I did a whole newsletter series about this, about like the whole like intuitive eating process and how people think it's just eat what you want whenever you want. And Melissa, you, you and I both work with Rachel and my videos were like 10 minutes long because I was like so passionate, like ranting and like talking about this. I'm like full blown body. And she like, you know, be back. And she's like, reel it in. You, need to, you only need five minutes. And I'm like, how am I supposed to cut this down to five minutes? So if you were on that newsletter, know that it took me a lot of work. She, I struggle with that. I, my <laughs> captions are always hitting like the max of 2,200 characters because I always feel like I need to just add more. And I, I used to think it was like a problem I had where I just spoke too much, but I'm like, I just always have a lot to say yes. about yeah. this. And that's yeah. just how it is. Like I plan these my, I was gonna say, I plan my own solo podcast episodes and I'm like, okay, it's going to be 20 minutes. And then it's like 30, 40. And I'm like, why do I keep talking? Well, these formats, and, I, and this is what's hard for us is like, we want to give, like, there are so many pathways that people can take and have it be right and good as an intuitive eater. And so we're trying to kind of explain, like, here's the 66 pathways you can take, which on the one hand is inspiring, I think, for people who are like scrolling and listening to podcasts like this, but it can also feel overwhelming. And that's where I think programs are helpful because like, it can help you to pick which path to focus on at any given time. And the way that we communicate with you is more in a sequence stepwise way, but yeah, like it is, there's a lot to this and that's probably what you're trying to say here. It's like a misconception is that it's one step, eat what yeah. you want. It's yeah. multi-steps, it's iterative, it's experimental. And, and that's good to know going into it totally nuanced. And it's like yeah. everything that I feel like I talk about on social media, I could add like all of these nuanced ways to look at it and be like, but this and this mm -hmm. and this and this, and we just can't even include it all. But I wanted to add to, to just speak to the piece of people thinking that it's just about unconditional permission to eat. Cause I know when you look at a lot of the visuals on social media, a lot of them do include these foods. And I feel there is partially a good reason for that partially not, but the good reason for it is that I, I really believe that if we all had 
a better relationship with these foods and didn't have so much fear around them, it would solve like a huge chunk of the struggles that people face with food. And that's why, you know, you might even look at my social media pages and see me talking about some of these more foods that, you know, society might label as bad, talking about them a little bit more, because oftentimes those are the foods that people need work on when it comes to their thoughts and beliefs around them. So it's, it can be kind of confusing to see all those foods and then be like, wait, but it's not just about that, but also kind of, we have to include them. So it might be a little bit confusing. So I wanted to speak to that for a second. Yeah, for sure. What about for you, Delina? What are misconceptions you see coming in? Anything to add there? I think that's the, the main one, because then the issue is that like, like for instance, like in that particular newsletter video that I was making, I was like, it's not about eating 27 donuts. If you eat 27 donuts, you're going to feel like crap absolute crap. Nobody can eat that many donuts and feel good. So yes, you have an option to, right. You have the ability to do it. You have human rational choices, right. But do you really want to do that? Just because you have unconditional permission to eat, do you really want to eat 27 of those donuts? Mm. That's the difference. Right. And I think that when we're reading the book, when you download our guides, when you look at our stories of us eating the donuts, (laughs) Or like showing you what we're eating. We're only showing it to you so that you see that this is part of our everyday too, but also where we want you to know that there's more to it than just eating donuts and pizzas. Like we're also eating a lot of varied nutrition in the process, but that's not as imp- uh, not important, but it's not going to be as like visually tentalizing for you. <laughs> tentalizing. <laughs> like that word. You know? It's not going to capture your attention me eating this like well, I guess big salad, bad. but yeah, big yeah, salad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> who wants yeah. to see that? Just, just so we need more, more dietitians eating more salads. Exactly. So I think Seriously. that there's just like so much more to it. And that's why it's so important to work with a professional that understands this because we can, like you said, Bonnie, like individualize it to your particular needs. And in my personal end of the intuitive eating spectrum with my clients, there's so much around like, nutrition and health. And like I shared with Melissa, like the CDC's website on like Latinx health and diabetes. I literally wanted to throw my computer out the window and Melissa's like sending all these bullet points of like how problematic, stigmatizing, racist, this like whole website was. And these are the things that the people I'm working with are seeing. And they're saying, holy crap, not only can I not eat any of my foods, I literally cannot give myself unconditional permission to eat. Because when I do give myself unconditional permission, unconditional permission to eat, I want to go back to those cultural foods. I want to go back to my family traditions. But the CDC and everyone else is saying that those foods are wrong. Right. So there's like, it's it, again, it's like that added layer of basically whitewashing who we are in order to be quote unquote healthy and intuitive eating allows us to take that out of the picture and allow you to do what's best for you at any particular moment and do what you can with what you have at any particular moment without any shame or guilt. So like you said, and how we always say it's a self-care model mentally yeah. and physically. Sorry. I got really, no, don't be I'm sorry so for fired that. up about this. That's I mean, horrible. You know, yeah. That's, that's so horrible. not okay. I mean, I'm all for the passion as you have heard. So please mass. <laughs> Thank you. You both are touching on something I think is important for beginners to know as well. And I'm going to say this in a way that I hope doesn't sound harsh, but I got to say it. You don't know what you don't know. 
And I don't mean that in a way of like to stigmatize or shame you to say like, we are all swimming in a soup called diet culture. And so Bonnie mentioned like how sometimes when you see the advice or the words, eat what you want, what your brain is doing is amplifying that within the diet mindset to say, eat what I want forever and always and lose control and gain weight and all the things I've been fighting against my whole life as a dieter. Or when you are looking at some recommendation for Latinos about how to eat, it says your cultural foods are making you gain weight. Oh, don't eat those. Those are bad. And so if you are looking at intuitive eating message and you feel resistance, if you feel fear, try to pause for a moment and ask yourself, what do I not know here? (laughs) Because sometimes that initial response is based on learning and knowledge that has actually harmed you. And how do we know it harmed you? Because you're exhausted and you're bored, right? Those emotional cues are telling you like, I don't like this. So that would be my build on what you guys are saying is like, take this advice with a grain of salt, pause and get curious, ask questions, read more, go to primary sources. And if you don't want to do it, get yourself around people who, who can support you and figure it all out. Totally. Yeah. And at the end of the day, always look at your own lived experience. So even if this sounds crazy and you're like, how could I ever give myself permission to eat whatever I want and be okay with it? Well, how has controlling everything that you've been eating, how has that worked for you? So I think that's a really great grounding practice to do. Just go back, look at, look at your lived experience and kind of use that to fuel you and give you momentum as you move forward and start to ask questions and learn more about this process. Cause it is scary at first, a hundred percent. I want to validate that, but you have your lived experience to help you make choices moving forward that are going to be better for you. So beautiful. Thank you. It's just lovely. It's such a lovely. You two are making me feel really great about myself. You should. (laughs) Way to come on here more. (laughs) We are, I mean, this is part of like the backbone of me and Delina's relationship is like fellow hype women. Like we, I'm like, hey girl, hype woman, let's go. (laughs) You need it. We all need fans in our lives. We We all need that unconditional like love and respect from people I feel like we don't get that professionally enough you know mm-hmm. it's it's nice it's to so like it's still yeah catty. like I love all of y'all I love what we're doing I think I know how hard it is so yeah and there's not enough of us to go around that's the thing like <laughs> it's true. there is no competition there isn't even enough of us right now available for all of you <laughs> so we it's have true. to support each so other, we, have to support each other. <laughs> we really want to do this thing guys you know the coalition is yeah. for <laughs> We've got the squad. All right. So we've talked a little bit about why people come to intuitive eating. We've talked about common misconceptions that make them pause and kind of worry, should they, shouldn't they? Now let's talk about when you're maybe starting off with intuitive eating, what would be a first step? What would be something of a, like a tip or a clue you'd want to give somebody if they were starting out on an intuitive eating journey? Good question. I'm trying to think about what I want to say. I think a hundred percent read the book, like for sure, because that's just going to give you an idea of what intuitive eating actually is. So you have somewhere to, you know, kind of get started from. I know for me with the clients that I work with, oftentimes a good starting place is really to begin with working on rejecting the diet mentality and then rebuilding trust with your body or vice versa. You know, it depends on the person, of course, because it's nuanced and it's going to be different for everyone. But I think that 
rejecting dieting is super crucial to this whole entire journey because if you keep getting pulled back into diets or you're like, well, let me just try this one more diet, then that's going to impact your intuitive eating journey. Because anytime you listen to these external rules, you know, it's going to impact your ability to listen to your body cues of hunger, fullness, satisfaction, everything. So getting clear on just looking at your history, like I said earlier, history with dieting, how has it worked for you? Build up that like firm ability to say, Hey, I am not dieting any more because there's always going to be one more exciting diet out there. I get asked every day, my thoughts on different diets. And I can't even tell you how many I actually haven't heard of because there's just so many and there's just so many different names and they're just, it's the same thing wrapped up in a new name. So there's always going to be something that sounds exciting. That sounds like it's going to work. It actually reminds me of, do you two follow the birds papaya? I actually don't remember her name, her actual name, but on Instagram, Sarah. I realized Sarah. her last name was Landry. And I was like, oh, yeah, her, her name is Sarah Landry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I well, like, okay. I love her. And So I saw one of her recent posts on Instagram and she was sharing how she like got sucked into a diet a couple months ago or some program that sounded like it was different. You know, it's really a lifestyle change. It's going to do all these things. Then four months later, she hasn't lost a pound. She looks exactly the same. And she was like, you know, even when you get to this place, sometimes you can get sucked in. So I think really building your resiliency to all of this excitement that's around us, because it's so easy to get sucked back into these diets that are so promising and show all of these photos, right. That make you think that it's actually going to work and all these crazy things. So I think that's a good place to start, but also with just finding some consistency with your eating, you know, a lot of people kind of have chaotic eating schedules for a lot of different reasons, but maybe skip meals or skimp on meals, don't eat enough. So we have to make sure we're eating enough and kind of building that good foundation to work off of, because, you know, if you're going to go make peace with a food that you binge on and you're starving, that's not going to be a very positive experience. So I believe that rejecting dieting and starting to find some consistency in your eating, eating enough, learning how to honor your hunger. I think those are really great places to start. I don't know. What do you two think? Love it. And I think the mention of the book is really helpful. And you mentioned like taking inventory of your uh, dieting history. And I know in the first chapters of intuitive eating, there's some really great tools. If you're like a quizzy person and you like to do that kind of stuff, like there's a lot of material in there to help you get clear on why diets aren't working. So when that moment comes up, Bonnie's talking about where like sexy new diet comes up, you kind of have that, like I call it like the insurance policy with clients. Like you pull that out. That's, that's your, your, you know, the kind of the hand on your back to make sure you don't fall into it again. So So I think that's great advice. Cool. What about you, Delina? What would you recommend for a noob? Yeah, everything that Bonnie said. And I also want to really reiterate that like, that's what, this is how we differentiate diet culture from like, you hear, you hear Bryson, Bryson makes an appearance in every episode. It's almost like you plan it. Edit it out. (laughs) I love it. He makes it. We'll see if this Um, is in the recording. We'll see if he makes (laughs) it into this recording. But really, I think that that's what differentiates diet culture and like intuitive eating. I always tell my clients like diet culture is sneaky. It can pull you back in. But what I want you to remember and what I want you to take from intuitive eating is that we'll always take you back because this isn't linear. We have missteps. <laughs> we, we fall to the ground. We have to pick ourselves back up. It takes trial and error sometimes. 
because it's so hard to trust ourselves when we've been told for so many years that we're the ones that's wrong and not them because they give you all the tools and check boxes to check off. And if you can't do it, then you're the one with no willpower. So this idea that like you can't come back to intuitive eating has to go away from your mind that my goal as your dietitian, as your coach is to give you the tools so that if you fall back into diet culture, like Sarah, unfortunately did that you can pick yourself up, dust yourself off and be like, Oh no, I have these other set of tools that I can continue to use. And you can reuse them all over again and again and again for the rest of your life. So at the beginning, it might seem scary. And like you said, Bonnie, just give your, give yourself the chance because dieting obviously didn't work before. What's the worst that can happen? Mm, I like that. Yeah. Like, and this comes back to the rock bottom thing. Like yeah. if you feel like you're at rock bottom with dieting, it can't get worse than this. Right. And it can only get better. There's a lot of graphics that you'll see sometimes online through posts or whatever that like dieting can feel like instantly gratifying at first, but then it, you know, we kind of wind up back to that place where things are where you started or worse than before. Intuitive eating is not instantly gratifying. Spoiler alert. I don't know how that sells it to you guys, but it's true. We're not going to lie to you. It's, it's not instantly gratifying. And so continuing to build on it and know on that can make the, make the difference. A lot of times you're going to hit your same roadblock over and over again, but each time you do, you're going to learn a new thing. You're going to learn a new way of being that works for you. You're going to get a reward that makes you want to keep going. So that's something that I would say is like, it's okay. It's okay. If it doesn't happen right away, it will get better with time. And we've seen that with countless clients, just keeping going and having that experimental attitude is, is what you really need to break through. Yeah. I always say that if my clients don't come in at some point with something that's really hard or where they've, you know, taken a couple steps forward and then take some steps back, I'm like, something isn't right here. Things Mm -hmm. shouldn't be going this well for this long. So it's really normal to have ups and downs. And I really can't think of anything in life that we think should be so linear except for dieting, you know, like what else in life is there that doesn't have ups and downs. I think everything, especially good things in life that you want, like a relationship or a career or whatever it may be, it's never just one linear positive journey. You have ups and downs and you have to get through the valleys to get to the peaks of where you're going. So super normal. Yeah. So helpful to hear that. I feel like social media destroys all of us because we see the highlight reel of people's lives and it gets into your brain. And I think this with food, I think this with like other stuff too, like, Oh, my career, I'm supposed to boop, 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 boop. I'm going to, going to go up the step ladder and it's going to be perfect like this or in my relationship or building a family or getting my degree or whatever it is. We kind of only see the highlights. And I think that that makes us think we're only supposed to experience highlights, but that's not how anyone's going through it. If you, you know, double click on all the social media posts you're seeing it's a fake world that we're watching and your world is a real world and your world matters. You can use your experience to keep growing. So I think that's such a good point, Bonnie. Like it's totally normal to experience struggle. That's life. Mm -hmm. I wish it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah. Unpopular opinions again. (laughs) (laughs) We all have our own struggles. Yeah, it's true. And it's okay. Part of being human or else we'd be in a cave under a hole in a rock, you know, like we would just be living with no emotions. 
Are you describing like what lives in a cave in a hole under a rock? Like, I an don't know. Or like... like a lot of different things. I was, I was just like a worm, a like earthworms, things, you know, like a worm. Yeah, there's, yeah, we see tons of worms in my backyard. Mm. There's a fox, a very disheveled fox. Wow. <laughs> that's been running around. We think, he, we think he has rabies. I live um, in a city. It's just squirrels and rabbits up here. No, no, we have what's in Florida. Do you have any? Lots of squirrels. We have, uh, we had some rats in the backyard. Unfortunately, I know yes. disgusting. We had our uh, pest control guy put a little like trap back there with the poison food for the rats to get in. So that had been back there like three for three months. And then he came yesterday. I know I'm really getting like no, <laughs> off I'm... of this intuitive eating conversation. <laughs> I asked, but I was like, so what am I supposed to do with this trap? You know, are we, do we have rats or not? And he was like, well, a lot of the food's eaten. So you definitely have something back there. So no. there not we go. Not well, what I want to hear, but they might be dead now, which is really sad yeah. to kind of think about RIP to those guys. Well, mm-hmm. I actually think this is a beautiful tie-in because your favorite social media dietitians all have vermin in their backyards, you guys. So the next time you see someone, you're feeling comparison and you're like, I wish I had their life. They got Get vermin out. in their backyards too. They've got squirrels. They've got rats. They got all the things that oh, you have too. Here. Super yeah, and I have not posted that on social media. Yeah, where, so where's the vermin content? It's not, it didn't never. make my highlight reel. <laughs> now we got her secrets. This is an exclusive interview with Bonnie. <laughs> this is my real life. That's the real Bonnie. Oh my gosh, you guys. Well, this was super fun and hashtag same page. I appreciate you guys and what you're doing and all you offer our space. I know my clients have benefited from both your pages. So thank you. So Bonnie, tell us where can the people find you? What are you working on now that you might want to share? So you can find me. Instagram is my main spot. So diet.culture.rebel. My group coaching is probably the main thing that I've been working on for like the last year and a half. So it's still there and still ready for anyone who wants to improve their relationship with food. And that's it. Awesome. Well, it was good spending time with you. And Delina, I guess I'll see you next time when we record our next episode. Yes. Peace, love, and break the diet cycle. Thanks, Bonnie. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. What a lovely little episode we just had with our pal, Bonnie. I know. I missed interviewing. Gosh, we were so good. I miss doing our interviews. You're twirling your hair. I am. I'm twirling my hair. I wish people could see. You know what it is? I don't, I have, how many gel products do you have? I have about 66 different gels. And I decided to do a different gel today. And I'm not loving the texture. So I'm looking at myself in the video, trying to finger curl, reshape uh-huh. these gals. Okay. And so you caught me. You want my, my answer is that I don't use almost any product in my hair, which I know that you're you so and Sam, you know, Sam from PCOS nutritionist, you two are always talking about your hair products. And I'm yeah. always here. Like I just walk out with leave-in conditioner. In. I mean, natural. That's it. Or Gina <laughs> curl perfection. I just don't. I don't care that another this is a podcast about curls, this but is not a this, this is the best I can describe it to you. Like you have, you seem to have, you can tell me you're wrong. You have one curl pattern on your whole head. I do. I have about six curl patterns. Like look, look at this one right here. This one, look, look at these ones. These Ooh, are very tight boring. curls. Yeah. Then we got like a practical straight hair back here. So okay. maybe just I'm shape eccentric. Start over. <laughs> Yeah. Shame to start over, but this episode isn't about a girl. Okay, we we, we really this. digress. Yeah. So Bonnie <laughs> was delightful. Sorry, bon. And I really love that we had her on to talk about being a beginner because 
I don't, we didn't really go into her story, but Bonnie talks about this a lot. Like she started off in her business doing weight loss and went Mm. through the shift in her business and in her personal life to step into intuitive eating. So I think her perspective on being a beginner is, is really, it's a good one because she knows how challenging it is on like a personal and on a business level to do something new. Yeah. I just think that's great. And I'm hoping like, this is the year that everybody is ready to try something new. And if you have tips on how to be a beginner and how to get through this, it's not going to feel so scary to say goodbye to diets this year. Exactly. The same you. It's the same you, not a new you. A new you. We, we want the same you with just helpful tools. That's what we That's want. Is, you know? So that was today. I guess we're going to be back next week and we will keep talking about all these topics to help you break the diet cycle. We'd love a review from you when, wherever you found us. And we want you to tell other people about us so that we can help them heal the relationship with food too. Cause you know, the gift of gab, that's going to help us grow on this podcast. Hello. Just listening <laughs> and thinking and reflecting. It was so exciting. You shared with me the Spotify numbers, like the way that the audience has grown. Oh we are in multiple countries. Guys say hi to us that on Instagram. So we love this. We love yeah. seeing this grow until we are back. We'll, be hanging out on Insta. And we want to thank you for being here with us and for being who you are. Peace, love, and break the diet cycle.